0: our heads in prayer. Gracious and loving Father in heaven, as we have gathered in thy house this morning hour, look down upon us in thy great mercy and favor, and come, Heavenly Father, be our unseen guest, that thou would visit each and every one that is present here, whether we're young, old, middle-aged, in close places or faraway places, thou art always nigh and beside us. Thou hast promised thou will never leave us nor forsake us wherever. Two or three are gathered in thy most holy and blessed name that thou will be with us. We have this confidence, Heavenly Father, that thou canst do everything. What's not possible with man, it's possible with God. Open up our hearts, our minds, our understanding to be able to comprehend of thy great mercy and thy great love for mankind. We pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, thou would speak to us, that we would open our ears and our lips to proclaim thy holy and living words of life, that everyone that is here would be comforted, strengthened, fed from heavens above with the heavenly manna, because thou art great and glorious God, who has created the mankind in thy image. Be amongst us, Heavenly Father, and uh, proclaim thy holy and living word that is so important for each and every one of us. We ask this favor and thank you now and forevermore, amen. My dear ones, uh, it was uh, in my heart, uh, my heart lately to uh, speak, and with God's helping hand to expound on the uh, loving God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I would like to read for this morning meditation out of the Matthew to Saint Matthew chapter 22. St. Matthew chapter 22, and would like to begin reading also at uh, verse 22. Matthew 22, beginning reading at verse 22. 22, 22, Matthew. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him, and went their way. The same day came to him the Sadducees, which said that there is no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife, and raise up his seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brothers. And the first, when he had married a wife deceased, and having no issue left his wife and his brother, likewise the second also, and the third and the seventh. And the last of the all the women died also. Therefore, in the resurrection those wives shall she he uh, be of the seven. For all, for they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, "You do err, not knowing that scripture and not power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry, but are not are given in marriage, but are uh, as uh, angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which?" was spoken unto you by the God saying, I am God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But when the Pharisee had heard that uh, he had put the Sadducee to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him, a pair a question tempting him and saying, Master, which is the good commandment of the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Of these two commandments, and all the law and the prophets. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What thinkest ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He said unto them, How then that David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thy enemy thy footstool. If David then called him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word, neither burst any man from that day forth to ask him any more questions. We have read to the entire of this chapter.
1: Let's kneel for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to be able to gather in thy house on this beautiful Sunday morning. To consider the words of thy Son, the one whose resurrection we remember in gathering this first day of the week. Heavenly Father, how blessed we are to have the words of thy Son, our Lord and Savior, in our own language that we can marvel and we can indeed say along with those Who were sent to arrest him, never man spake like this man." Heavenly Father, help us to remember that wisdom and truth flows from Thee and that we need to open ourselves to that life-giving word that it would change us. For Thy Son came to seek and to save that which was lost and if we depend on our own wisdom and put our own selves on the throne of our life, we're doomed to failure, Heavenly Father. We know this, and yet so often we live in such a self-centered way. We look to provide for ourselves. We look to ourselves for answers. We look to ourselves for provision. And yet we know that all things freely come from Thee. Help us to remember that this morning hour, Heavenly Father. Help us to join those who sat at thy feet some 2,000 years ago, that we also would receive from Thee wisdom from above. And in receiving this wisdom that we would find life. Heavenly Father, we want to remember in prayer now those that are going through difficulties. We're thankful to hear the good news that Brother Leon seems to be doing a bit better now. Heavenly Father, thou dost know what is, what needs to be done, what what would best glorify thy name. And so we would pray for his health on on his behalf as well, dear Lord. We ask that thou wouldst heal him, but we ask under the understanding that thou and thy wisdom will do all things well. And so we depend on Thee, knowing that thou dost both know and see, but also love each one more than any of us could understand. Heavenly Father, we also want to pray for those with chronic conditions. Uh, even our own midst, those that have been battling with illness, those that are still struggling against chronic uh, pain. Dear Lord, let us know the needs of each one. Help us to, as a congregation, to reach out to them as well and to to visit and to call and to remember in prayer those that are suffering. Be with those that could not join us today, those who are hindered by whatever for, for whatever reasons, Heavenly Father. Bless them even as we anticipate a blessing now from thy holy word. And be upon our dear brother Mike as he would share from thy word with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: My dearly beloved ones in the Lord, we have gathered in the house of God, and it's good for us to be here, that we can put aside all the things of this life that were was hindering us and uh, maybe troubling us in some way, uh, some uh, busyness or excitement or many things that we cross in our daily lives, but now it's time, it's almost any time that we would put those things aside, separate ourselves from those everyday things and focus on God's power, God's love, God's mercy, God's goodness, what he has done for each and every one of us. We cannot fully uh, appreciate, neither can we express it fully with our lips, what God has done and what he will do still for his people, his children, those who are willing to submit themselves unto the mighty hand of God. Uh, He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is willing to lead us, guide us, strengthen us, comfort us, and be with us in all our struggles that we have in this life. This life is not going to be Smooth and easy, a path of roses. My loved ones, it'll be ups and downs, it'll be steep and thorny way as we read in the Word of God. My loved ones, but with God's help, everything is possible. We cannot do it by ourselves, but at the same time, He was teaching and calling, and even in the beginning of this chapter that we have read, it says that. Uh, uh, the king made a uh, wedding for his son and he invited all those, he prepared the wedding. He, he called all the, his friends and neighbors and everybody to come to his son's wedding and they refused it. They did not want to come then. He sent a, a second invitation for people to come. He said, everything is ready. Come to my son's wedding. They still refused. And then he said to his servants, Go out in the highways and byways and bring as many as you can find to the wedding so the room and the wedding banquet would be filled. So that's what he did. Now I believe, my loved ones, that this is the call now that he has sent out in the highways, byways, everywhere to however, whatever you are at, he is inviting, and we are, and all other people, whatever with condition, situation that you, you are invited. And this is the name and purpose, main purpose, my love ones, that our Lord Jesus Christ came into this world to come and to invite, and he's still calling today, he's still knocking on the People's heart, and calling them to come. And then, when they those that came, my loved ones, some of them were not ready, did not have the wedding garments. And when the king came and he looked at it, he said, "How come comest thou here with no wedding garments?" So there is some things that we have to obey God's commandments and God's word. Go through the process we are called. That's. God's commission, and each and every one of our commission to, to call, to come, to God, to be with that wedding feast when everything is said and done, when this life is over, that we will be with Him. At that wedding feast, my loved ones. So now, to get to that point, we have to go through process of. Answering the call. He's knocking. Attend. Obey what he's asking us to do. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Repent. Uh, And then then we will be closer than not we are not that far from the kingdom of God. And it's up to God. We cannot make it Possible, we cannot say, yes, I did this, that, and that. Now I'm worthy to attend in the great feast. Uh, It's up to God. Still, everything is up to God. But he would like to say now how he spoke to them about the resurrection, that Sadducee couldn't comprehend those things. How can man die and live again if he's. one brother that had married the wife and uh, uh, he died and then they went on to second and third up to seven. Seven uh, brothers had had her, had had her for the wife. Now, finally the last brother died and they asked him who's wife will, shall be. Then he explained that in the resurrections, there is no marrying, it's life. But not this life that we have. It's a spiritual life, my loved ones. The God will create, the God will make with God everything is possible, as I mentioned a couple of times. He will give us a new body. New body that will glorify, praise God, honor God, we'll see him face to face. We'll be like angels, my loved ones. And God will provide the things that we have never even imagined, maybe sometimes in our dreams we may think how wonderful, how beautiful we'll be. But it says that I have not seen, you have not heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men, but God has prepared for them that love him. So how much love? It says here to love the God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind and strength so heart with all our heart heart is something that we have our human hearts and it uh, gives us the life and beats and we stay alive but the heart that Jesus is asking a change of heart that we cannot see it we cannot feel it It has to come from deep, deep inside. And soul then comes in the soul, my loved ones. The soul that we cannot see, the soul that will be alive forever, wherever, whether with the Lord's to be together in his kingdom or in other place for those who have not accepted Christ in not so good place, in a terrible place. And then with mind, minor strength, it says, mind we heard that people tell you when you have you set in your mind, you can accomplish it, you can do it. We cannot see it, but it's possible with God. He gives us that, that's inhuman. in human and in us, there's something in the mind that we can do it, accomplish it, to come to the Lord. And this is, my loved ones, that we would do this and he um, said, those and those commandments hang all the law and the prophets, all the law and the prophets. Uh, then I just want to just tell you uh, a long time ago, one of my customers had a heart issue, and he uh, he needed a transplanted heart. But that was like in the begin, very beginning when they started transplanting hearts, like thirty four years ago maybe. And he called me, he said, uh, "I can't come bring the car for service. If, would you be able to come to my house?" And so after the operation, he was very weak, and. Uh, I went to his house and I saw him and he was weak. I said, how do you feel when they change change your heart? Do you have any different emotions and different thoughts or anything like that? He said, no, everything is the same, uh, just the beats. Now it beats better. So I knew it, that this, changing this heart is not going to make a person any, Different. It's the heart from inside, the heart changes, and God changes the heart. Something that we cannot explain, it's something that we cannot comprehend, it, but God is at work. God can do miracles. So powerful, so but God can do, my loved ones, it's uh, from the stony heart, he can make a soft and tender heart. And that's what it's all about. Because we have to, uh, he said if uh, it falls upon us, it will crush us. It will uh, grind us to powder. So that's good, we are giving ourselves, our heart to God that he make us and mold us to his purpose, to his honor, and to his glory. But if we fall upon that stone, then he will crush us, he will destroy us. Sorry. If he'll fall upon that stone, he will make us crush us and be. But if the stone falls upon us, then it's gonna be a disaster. Something along those ways. Anyhow, uh, so the point is here the change of hearts. That's a great commandment. Then we can go to uh, Luke, Luke chapter ten, and it says also, uh, and he turned in, turned him unto his disciples and said privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. And behold a certain lawyer. Now comes the question to Jesus and tempting him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, what is there written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering, saying, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, strength and mind. They said the mind and the strength it's really powerful. So you put, apply those two together, you can accomplish with God's help. you can accomplish even people that run the race. And they say, once you set your mind to do something, if it's God's will, you will accomplish it. So it's very powerful. There's very powerful how you set your mind and the strength in your heart. Thou hast answered right, This do, and thou shalt live. But he willingly to justify himself said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus answering said that certain men went from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves, which stripped him out of his raiment, and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest, That way, and when he saw him, he passed by the other side. And likewise, the Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by the other side. But the second Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Compassion on him. Our Lord Jesus Christ is very compassionate man, extremely. So that's why we are here. That's why he's calling us, because he showed us the mercy, he showed us the grace, he showed us the compassion. And went to him and bound his wounds, pouring the oil and wine and setting on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took to, out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him. This is a beautiful example. Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Really went extra mile to help those who are in need. Sometimes we Neglect, sometimes we go by. I myself too must say, you know, it's, we should, I should do better. Because this was God's teaching and God's commandments. And he said, he showed mercy. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. So to us is given Commission, my loved one, same, go, do likewise. It's important. How do you feel? How do you feel uh, if you help someone in some way, the smallest way, what might be, with somebody stranded, somebody thirsty or hungry to help him, give a helping hand, whatever it might be. We all have different gifts, different talents, different opportunities. Thanks be to God, we live in the country that He has blessed us with. So many things that sometimes it's good for our body, but sometimes might not be good for our soul because we have so abundance in this earthly life. So we pray to God that God would bless us and give us also to use those things in some smallest way. Somebody might need something, uh, the words of comfort, uh, directions, uh, uh, water, food, clothing, shelter, uh, money, anything that somebody needs to them is like a, a blessing and a miracle. Miracles, so thanks be to God. So the heart, if you have this kind of heart, if I have this kind of heart, my loved ones, God will direct us and show us which way we could go to help someone who is in need. Someone who is in need. We don't have to be rich. We don't have to have lots of money. We don't have to have lots of possessions. We have to have a merciful Heart, merciful heart, my loved ones. It, that's what God counts. So we all, I believe myself starting, that we can all make improvement on that. Not, not here to teach anybody, distract anybody, but just what the word of God is pointing to us. So if you go to the uh, Deuteronomy, just quickly, Now, these words my loved ones, Moses was giving the people of Israel about the promise, a land that flows with milk and honey. As I have mentioned, to us is not promise this milk and honey land, but to us is promise even better promises of God. What I have not seen. Something beautiful. But to them was given instructions to my loved ones that, it says, I in Numbers, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6, start from verse 2 that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I commanded thee, thou and thy son and thy son, son, all the days of thy life, and uh, that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that you may increasely, mightily, as the Lord God of the fathers had promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's no other God. It's so amazing that we can serve one living God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I commanded thee this day shall be in thy heart. Even though if somebody has transplant of a heart, it's still God's heart. It's God's heart that is instructing us to, to be in our hearts, to be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk to them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou rises up. Very good instructions for the people of Israel and for us as well today. There's no changing in that, my loved ones. God is, will take care of us. If we submit ourselves to the mighty hand of God, he will do it, he will not forsake us. He's the God that had made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all the things that are in them. And he has created us unto his image and he wants us to live with him forever and ever. That's life he lent. We are here only as we know, we experience in our lives that we see people come and live for a while and then my brother Steve and brother Doug talked to each other a little bit about his condition. Brother mentioned, Steve told me that. Brother Doug mentioned, we appointed to die. There's no other way. We're all going to to die. We are like a flower. We are like a shadow that passes. He shows for a while and then disappear. We cannot change that. But while we're here, we can do something. We can do something. Because God's intention was to save the mankind. Because of the, in the beginning, we could see the transgression and the disobedience of Adam and Eve. So we all fell under the curse. But there came a man who can help us who is giving us helping hand, who give us directions. He give us protections. He give us wisdom. He gives us knowledge how to come back to God. How to come back to God. There's only one way to come back. There's no other way but to Jesus Christ, our Lord. He said paid the price. He had paid the debt for us, we cannot repay it. We cannot have enough money in silver, gold, precious things, whatever, to be able to repay it. Only he did this for us. Now we have to, we have to talk to myself first, adjust ourselves to that way. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the light. And whosoever comes to him will not be in darkness. We will see the life and light. Light and life. Jesus is the life and he's the light. In this darkened world, we could not see what's what's light. Everything is basically dark. Extremely dark. Look at it situation, what's happening in the world, you could see that there's no, no good thing there. Everything is in darkness. But Jesus came to bring us the light. He's the light. He's that uh, bright and morning star that leads us. He led the people of bondage by night, by daytime to protect them, to cover them, to show them the way to go to the promised land. But they murmured, they complained, they were not happy. So it gives us a good instruction for us too, my loved ones, to be content with our wages, to be content with what we have. And leading us to the green pasture, we we can't find a at least I believe so, that we cannot find a better greener pasture. There might be some there, we're not judging, but God is promising us that he will lead us. We are um, sheep of his pasture. He's leading, he's a shepherd. And we are just followers. But if we have that obedient heart, He will show us which way and uh, lead us to the greener pasture to be fed. We cannot exist My loved ones without His spiritual food, as we need our daily food to survive. I cannot survive. We cannot survive unless we eat and drink in this body. Likewise, spiritual food, we cannot survive unless we feed and hear the words of God. To the preaching, to the brothers, to the ministers, to the elders, to reading, to prayers and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he will lead us in all truth. May the Lord bless his holy word. To him be honor, glory, praise, and thanksgiving now and forevermore, amen.
1: We'd like to thank the Lord and you, Brother Mike, for coming this morning and serving us from the Lord's holy word. Allow me the liberty to just make a few comments before we conclude. I think the central theme of this morning's message is pretty clear to all of us. It was mentioned already in the hymns the heart, the issues of the heart, what's in our heart. Nobody but God can see it. You know, social media is, of course, a primarily visual medium. People take pictures and retake pictures to get the best one to share on their feed to show the untold millions on the internet the best version of themselves. And I heard it said once that if there was such a device constructed that could take a picture of our heart, we would not likely sit for more than one sitting. AND WE PROBABLY WOULD NOT BE SO QUICK TO SHARE THE PICTURE OF OUR HEART WITH OTHERS. THIS IS THE CENTRAL PROBLEM OF MAN. IN THE FALL, WHAT WAS LOST WAS THE PLACE OF GOD IN THE HEART OF MAN. AND AS BROTHER MIKE WAS MEDITATING THIS MORNING, HE LED US THROUGH MANY DIFFERENT SCRIPTURE PASSAGES. and. You know, as he did that, they were like a little, a little bell that touched off a chime in my own heart, a reminder, a thought that came to mind as he was meditating from these, these simple passages, many of which we know very well. And the one, perhaps, that stood out most to me was the one from Luke's Gospel, the 10th chapter, the 25th verse. You see, there's two schools of thought about existence. One, the Sadducees, and their attitude is actually remarkably contemporary to today's culture. They believed in morality. They thought morality was important. Doing the right thing was important. But there wasn't anything beyond this. And that colored their way of thinking. It doesn't mean that You know, thinking about morality and espousing morality is, of course, not doing morality. And that we, of course, see in this world as well. But there is another school, another thought. We find that in Luke's Gospel in the 25th verse. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? There's one central fact, I think, about humanity that no one would dispute that there is good and there is evil. We are at our core a moral being. That's part of what it means to be made in the image of God and that knowledge of good and evil went with us from the garden. We never gave that up. And so in knowing that we're moral and that there, with morality also goes consequences, there are consequences to our actions. And therefore, if you do believe that this world is not it, that you don't end up Back in the dirt, and that's simply the end of the story. Then, that moral outlook decrees that there must also be consequences that would go on past this life. And of course, actions have consequences. So, this lawyer asks a very logical question What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, I wonder what he expected. Perhaps. Unfortunately, like me, sometimes when I come to listen to a sermon, I'm looking for some pithy saying or some thought to take with me. And perhaps he was interested in hearing what this unconventional rabbi would have to say. Add to his list of quotable quotes. And Jesus' answer is prosaic. It's very simple and straightforward, much like his answer to the Sadducees were. Didn't you read what God said in the bush when he was speaking to Moses? I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. And with that one line, he completely dismissed the Sadducees' reasoning. And interestingly enough, it seems to have died in a relatively short period of time after this. We don't read about the Sadducees after uh, the destruction of Jerusalem, at least to my knowledge. But here he gives an equally straightforward answer. Brother Mike read from Deuteronomy, and that, uh, that particular passage of scripture is one of the perhaps the most famous in the Hebrew Bible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. That passage was written out on strips of paper, rolled up, and inserted in the phylacteries that every proper Orthodox Jew would carry on his, on his right hand or on his forehead. Ironically, where the mark of the beast will be placed in those that reject him. A straightforward answer thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy strength with all thy mind and Jesus added another passage of scripture to that and thy neighbor as thyself and he tells us on these two things hang all the law and the prophets now what's interesting to me is the lawyers ask uh, a question a follow-up question but he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus and who is my neighbor There was no traction with the first part of the question. Everyone knew how difficult, how perhaps impossible it was to fulfill that first part with the fallen heart that we all possess. So he set it aside. He said, well, perhaps in his mind he said to himself, I don't know that I can fully fulfill that one. So let's look for loopholes in the second Who's my neighbor? Where does this limit? Where's the boundary of of, of what I must do good to other, other men? And here Christ simply turns the human heart inside out and shows it for what it is. He tells a parable, a very common one. It's been meditated on many times. And in the end, he simply sums it up this way. He asks the question back to the lawyer and says, Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, the lawyer, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. Isn't that the problem with our heart? It's in the doing. We can can love all of mankind on a philosophical level but the practical that's where we find sin reviving in our fallen heart and that's where the struggle occurs the lawyer was looking for a limit as to uh, how what he needed to fulfill and christ simply turned it all around and said no you be the neighbor to others you don't identify and discard someone because they're not your neighbor you be the neighbor to others. And for that, we need a new heart. For that, we need a new heart. Which one of you can say that you love your neighbor as yourself and use it in the way that Jesus did? We can admire that. We can look at that as a slogan, as a, as a, as a, as a philosophical idea and praise it. But how do we act to others when we're having a bad day? How do we act in the supermarket? How do we act on the roadways? How do we drive? We need a new heart. And the important thing is that heart needs to be filled. You see, you can only love God with all your heart, mind, and soul when God fills your heart. That's it. Less then God filling your heart will not allow you to fulfill that first commandment. And that is the new heart that the Word of God speaks about. May the Lord add whatever was lacking to what was said, and may He dismiss us now with His blessing. Amen.